Hello and welcome to today's Heartlift with Janelle. I'm Janelle and I'm so happy that you found your way here to part two of my candid, lovely, remarkable conversation with my friend and fellow author, Lisa Betts. Part one, we shared a lot about Lisa's story and how she and I met and how cool that was and how much of a God thing we both know that meeting was because we're both extremely different. You would identify me as an extrovert and Lisa as an introvert. I like to say, because I believe it's completely true that I am an extroverted introvert, but I do turn on and I do uh, put on a lot of performance when I'm in big groups of people. It's just what I've learned to do, I suppose. I'm not sure. And Lisa's very quiet, very introverted. But we got put together by God at a conference, and it was delightful. And it has just brought forth so many deep conversations between the two of us that that's why I just wanted to bring her on to the show to share just our journey and our conversation, because I think it speaks a lot about the roles as women that we have in each other's lives, that if we can be at home in our authentic selves and truly embrace who God has made us each to be, then we will not compete or compare. We will walk alongside each other, as I said in my second book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, Rewrite Your Own Story. We'll stand, I get so emotional, I'm so sorry. We'll stand shoulder to shoulder, heart to heart, hand in hand, walking as a united force. The scriptures call it a very great company of women who published the works. A great company of women. That is what I've envisioned for over a decade, if not maybe my whole life, honestly. But this conversation today will continue our our journey towards each one of us learning to first and foremost be comfortable in our own skin, proud of our own gifts and talents, aware of our own weaknesses and shadows, and yet still know we're so loved by God, so loved by God that we don't have to we don't have to compete against each other. It it's just not necessary. It's such a waste of energy. In her book, Belong, Find Your People, Create Community, and Live a More Connected Life, Radha Agrawal, hope I'm saying that right, A-G-R-A-W-A-L, co-founder and CEO of Daybreaker, she writes this, I know, I know, we're frequently told to seek individuality and to be independent and strong or to go against the grain. This is all great to a limit. Recognizing and honoring our unique qualities and authentic gifts is key to developing self-confidence. But sharing our unique gifts with the greater whole is vital, vital to our community and to humanity. Ultimately, humans are at the top of the food chain, not because we are the strongest or fastest individuals. Bears and cheetahs are much stronger and faster. We're at the top of the food chain because we are the best at collaborating, whether through storytelling, skill sharing, or community building. So let's honor our individuality and our authentic gifts 
by sharing ourselves with the world. She defines belonging as a feeling of deep relatedness and acceptance. A feeling of, I would rather be here than anywhere else. Belonging is the opposite of loneliness. It's a feeling of home, of I can exhale here and be fully myself with no judgment or insecurity. Belonging is about shared values and responsibility and the desire to participate in making your community better. It's about taking pride, showing up, and offering your unique gifts to others. You can't belong if you only take. She defines community as a group of three or more people with whom you share similar values and interest and where you experience a sense of belonging. She encourages us to take a moment and really think about those two definitions. And then as she continues, she asks the question, how are you showing up? In chapter two of her book, Belong, she writes gentle self-awareness. And that's really what I want to invite you into today. As you listen to part two, I want to invite you into perhaps a journey of gentle self-awareness because we need to know who we are. We need to know whose we are. And when we have that deep sense of knowing that, knowing the answer to that question, I know that I am a daughter of God who has been given value, worth, and dignity. I am imperfect. I am human. I will make mistakes. I will have bad days. But each and every day I wake up, I have a purpose, and that is to do better than I did yesterday and to get to know myself and become very comfortable in my own skin so that I make everyone in my spheres of influence as comfortable as I feel. She writes, you're probably asking, okay, where do I start on this journey of belonging? We're so quick to look outside of ourselves that we often forget to go in and look under the hood. Building a community where we feel a deep sense of belonging requires a real and honest understanding of ourselves first. So let's take some time, some real time to go in and get cozy with ourselves before we go out. Well, that's what we're doing here, right? Heartlifters, that's what we do. We do go in so that we can go out. There are billions of people out there making up many different kinds of communities. It can be overwhelming. But in this work that we're doing here in our community, we're trying to become our very most, very best, very most authentic self. So gentle self-awareness, she says, we're already such harsh critics of ourselves. When we work with gentle self-awareness, the process of going in is much easier and kinder. Although it can feel intense at times to look inward, it can and should be a colorful and positive experience too. The goal is not to get trapped inside yourself by self-judgment, doubt, and regret, The goal is for you to become gently aware of who you are and intentional about what you want so that you can go out and build your dream community. You have to go in to go out. I love this so much. So today, enjoy part two. 
And I hope that you apply some gentle self-awareness as you hear Lisa's story and my story, because our goal here in these remarkable conversations is always that uh, someone else's story informs our story so that we can rewrite our story with brilliance. Yes, with brilliance. Sometimes the story we tell ourselves is not really true. Sometimes the story others tell about us is not really true. Here on today's Heart Lift with Janelle, we are going to learn how to rewrite our story. So pick up your favorite pen and journal, grab a cup of something delicious, and start your heart-lifting journey towards living a meaningful life. I wonder, did you, do you room by yourself so you can get energy back or did you share um, a room? Some, sometimes I did. That, that conference, I was rooming with the one person I knew because she was safe. Good. But you had a safe place to return. And I did a couple of times. There were a couple of times where I did not attend a session because I just needed to come back to my room by myself and decompress. And okay. I, because I have learned enough about my personality, yes. I give myself permission to do those things when I need them. Because I have gone, to, I have, I have a couple of stories about times where I have, I, I've been somewhere, and I was like, one of these weekends, I was going to this, and then that, and then that, and every, all of them were fine. But I yeah. got to this. One, it was actually a church picnic and baptism. Um, and I got there and it Ooh. just went woof, woof. And I realized I gotta get out of here. If I talk to a single person, I'm going to burst into tears and be and completely lose it. So Thank you for saying there, that. I like, I, it was just I had it's too I, much. I had I was on fumes and I was no gas whatsoever in the tank, and I didn't see it coming because I wasn't paying attention, I guess. Um right, right. So thankfully, my dear husband doesn't understand but the issue but understands that he loves me and so he he I told him I need to leave and so the minute this thing was over the two of us like didn't talk with anyone didn't talk with our family you know I was like out here so he yeah. takes he takes care of me even though he doesn't really understand that's okay that he okay. understands enough to take care of you right. to honor um, you yeah. everybody gets depleted by something I think I think you're right or some mm -hmm. lots of things but so mm -hmm. we have to we each have to honor when we get to depleted, so we don't get to that burnout point. Um, That's right. And you have to know yourself. That's part of knowing yeah. though. Yeah. And that sense of belonging is like, I need to go home. Mm -hmm. I need to go yeah. home. Yeah. So getting back to that, that, that home, mm -hmm. um, you were talking about, you know, trying to impress the people that you think you ought to. And, and I, I, I was really resonating with that, that it's so much better when we, when we let God bring the people into our lives instead of chasing them. It is. Um, it's exhausting. And and he has been so faithful at bringing people into my lives that I wasn't seeking, at, you know, when I needed them for something. Yeah. So being, being home, and I love that, being home is our foundation to start, to, to launch out, but it's also the safe place to come back when we need that to restore, to, to mm -hmm. rest in between to heal the wounds or the, yeah. you know, just to take a deep breath, take a deep breath. Yeah. And decompress. So, being, so because I am, because I have practiced, we'll call it being unconventional 
for a long time. I don't have the same challenge that some people do at at people pleasing, at at trying to win mm-hmm. win acceptance by achievement and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And so that is, I think, why. But but you know, certainly, I've also felt the other side where I was feeling like a misfit because. I don't have the degrees. You know, I go to the ASA conference. I look at all these people with all their degrees and all these books and all this stuff. And I think I don't, I don't measure up. Oh, and, and bec- you know, and, and because I didn't continue my career, I stayed home and then I just did some substitute teaching. I don't have this, this amazing resume. I never went to graduate school, all, all these things I don't have. Yeah. And so I, it's very easy for me to feel not important Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I also don't have some some wonderful testimony of how God saved me from blah 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 blah, right. um, because that's not my story. And it so isn't. there are many situations where I feel I don't belong because I don't have the right credentials. Yeah. And so I can I can think well, what do I really have to offer? I, I mean, I do this little thing in my little place. Yes. I can feel I can feel that way. I can let those lies sink in. And so I can um yeah, I'm unconventional and I'm okay in my own little happy neighborhood, but I'm never gonna mount anything. Well, I think the thrust of your work as well, and I think what I want to really lean in here, we have these lean in moments on the podcast where I just say lean in because this is the takeaway. This is the, t- this is the touchstone. You must have said just at least I, I, I can go back and count. I'm <laughs> just this. I just teach oh. this. I just do this. I oh. just do this. I just a little thing, a speck of dust. I'm like, hmm. first and foremost, we're taking just out of any descriptions of ourselves. Yes. It is my grand initiative for this year for myself Hmm. to really grasp my remarkability, and I will explain that in a future podcast, what am I remarking every day of my life? Because whatever I'm remarking makes me remarkable and just can't be a part of that. I'm not just a mom just a wife, just yes. a substitute teacher, just this, that, or the other. I'm just have a you know bachelor's degree. Well, the last time I read the scriptures, none of the disciples had that. You know, Paul, heads above all. Yes, for sure. But yet was broken beyond measure to the point where he knew he nothing. He's nothing. We are absolutely nothing. We are apart from God. We're nothing. And so I just am taking that home with me from our conversation today. And I, I want to encourage you, Lisa, to take that out of your vocabulary. <laughs> I, I'm hearing you. I will say thank you. Yeah, you, you put a finger on something, you know, that you were hearing and that's, that's good. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. I don't need, I don't need all those justs because I am exactly who God made me to be. Mm. I am, I, I like um, Ephesians 2.10, I am God's workmanship. And I like the one that says God's masterpiece created God's two masterpiece. works that he has created me to do beforehand. I am, you know, and I firmly believe he has given me the personality and the skills and the experiences to do exactly what he's called me to do. Amen. 
I mean, the police and, and, and you know, and in his sufficiency and his strength and his guidance, mm-hmm. I can do it. But that's what sufficiency means. It means, yeah. you know, we've talked about that in a podcast before. It means I have everything I need. I have absolutely everything I need because God breathed into me in Genesis 2, 7, sufficiency. Wow. Yeah. For everything the you're problem. supposed to do. Yeah. The pro- You were going to say the problem is or? Well, the, the problem <laughs> for a five is that we don't always see that sufficiency. We, mm-hmm. You know, it's like faith. You can't see it. And so you don't trust it. Without a doubt. Uh-huh. Pun intended. Exactly. <laughs> right. But for this conversation, for such a time as this, I think I want both of our growth points. They're different, but they're the same. And then the growth points of all the heartlifters who are listening today to, to really seek coming home to who God created you to be this year. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Really in all of it, like embody it, Mm. own it. I've got chills, tears in my eyes. I'm getting beam gleams from you, which means I just feel so much love and safety and I'm just chills keep going. Because what would happen if each of us did that? Mm-hmm. What if we, at our first Heartlifters conference, I'm just going to put it out there, whenever we have one, if every woman came with that sense of presence. Yeah. Oh, ah, boy. We, we'd like change it? the world. We will yeah. cha- we'll change the world. Right. That yeah, is that- called unity, spiritual unity. Yes. Unity, where each of us are the perfectly unique and non-conforming yes. person that God made us to be. Yes, quietly unconventional in a million yep. ways, yep. yet expressing that in a million ways. So we're like the prism, right? You're a scientist, you you an engineer, you understand what you know. I can't tell you how a prism works, but man, when it does, it's amazing, and it's just brilliance, brilliance. And that is my takeaway for today, my my prayer, my pleading for each one of us, like Lisa, let's just name one of your growth points from today is what you're going to start. Stop using the word just. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That Feeling is your growth those, point. Yeah. Healing all those insecurities, you- right? Oh, yeah. And those each one goes back to comparison. And what do I keep telling my people on my blog? Don't compare. I was just saying that at the talk I gave on on Monday. Easy to say. We're talking about creative efforts. And I said, don't compare. I know. We can we can know it here, though. You know that. Right. But it's got to make its way into our heart and then it's got to flood through our body. And so the work that I'm asking today is that long journey. Come to the heart. Okay, I'm going to stop saying just. Because it minimizes my identity, my personhood. It's minimizing. And it's minimizing God. Thank you. By doing that. Yeah. 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 I think we're going to have the same growth point. I'm going to say the same because it looks a little different, but it's exactly the same because I'm minimizing me. I'm minimizing my gifts, my life, my talents. I'm just minimizing God in doing that. And that is not okay. 
So what might you, Heartlifter, in what shape, what capacity are you perhaps minimizing yourself, making yourself smaller or trying to make yourself bigger so you'll be noticed and seen, right? It's the same. It's the mask. It's the mask. Just take them. Yeah. But the growth point, just one growth point, one growth point, a general growth point can be take just out of the right, take just out. But also then, because Lisa, you laid your hand over your heart a few minutes ago, and that just made my heart just leap. You know, just I, I'm worthy. One of my intentions for this year is, and I'll be quite frank, I am worthy to sit at any and all tables where God wants me this year. And my image of that is Jesus sitting at the table with sinners, with people that were quietly unconventional or maybe really severe, just outcast of society or sinners, we would call them in the Christian faith, people who were not living the right way. He sat with the loudly, them. The loudly unconventional. I the loudly and unconventional. Yes. So I'm worthy to what? I want you all to fill in that with your heart right now. And Lisa, you give a lot of help on your blog and on your site for intentional living. It's another huge theme of your work. So I just want everyone to go to your site. Please tell us right now where they can go. Well, my website is lisaebetz.com. That's L-I-S-A-E-B-E-T-Z.com. Okay. And then on the phone page, you can find my blog where I've been. Yeah, I've been blogging for years about living intentionally. And, mm -hmm. and what I mean by that is it takes intention to be authentic. It takes intention yes. to do anything that's against, you know, that's a little bit countercultural. So it takes intention to pursue our dreams. It it takes intention to simplify life instead of keep getting more, 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 all, all the things that mm -hmm. um, can keep us straying from the path that God has for us. Mm -hmm. And so that's what I mean by intentional living is just every day we have to make decisions every day. And I'm all about also small steps. Yes. So we are too. Baby steps. One small step at a time mm -hmm. because you can't do it all at once. <laughs> we can't, there's no way. And so I just thank you from the bottom of my heart for showing up in my life and <laughs> for coming and showing up here so that your story can inform our story so that we can all be wonderful and remarkable human beings. And when we have that day where we're going to all gather in one place, we will have done our work, right? And we will come together and we will all be very at home in who we are mm -hmm. so that we can, we can get some work done. That's really my goal. That's a beautiful, that's a beautiful goal right there. What does success look like? It looks mm -hmm. like I'm home with myself. It does. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. Anywhere, any place, anytime. In, in any facet of life. Mm-hmm. That's right. Big galas, front of the deli counter. <laughs> Wherever we are, we are always the same. You know, I might get really extroverted because I love, I do get excited around people and I perform, 
But I now want that not to drain my energy. I want it to be true and authentic. You know, we can we can go in and look at our lives and go, where do I have a consistent amount of energy? You know, where, how do I return home at the end of my day or put my head on the pillow? And yes, I have a good sense of work exhaustion, like I've been productive today, but not burned out, not drained, not having spent hours and hours with a threatening cycle of uh, feedback loop in our head that's unnecessary because we're wasting a lot of time and energy on the things that are yeah. non-essential. And we have work to do. Right. We as women have work to do. We have things to get done. We have spheres of influence that need us to show up and be present. So thank you. Thank you from the bottom thank of my you. heart. It's been a delight talking with you. Yeah. We'll talk again soon. Just seconds after Lisa and I ended our conversation, she read to me a quote that she had read earlier that morning. And I was like, Lisa, we have to hit record and put this in this conversation because it's just way too good. Our heartlifters need to hear these words. So here you go. Lisa is going to read to us a quote from The Emotionally Healthy Woman by one of my favorite authors, Jerry Scazzaro. So here you go. Lisa, would you please read that profound quote to us from Jerry Scassaro's amazing book, The Emotionally Healthy Woman? It, it's so profound. And and surprisingly, I I just read this again this morning, so it, it just kind of popped into my head as, as totally appropriate for this particular conversation. Um, she says, once you end the pretense of superficiality and niceness, that characterizes so much of the Christian culture today, you will experience liberation, freedom, and a genuine body life that is truly a taste of the kingdom of heaven. Your relationships will grow more authentic. With nothing to hide, your stress levels and anxieties decrease. Mm. Your self-esteem grows more solid because your integrity isn't broken. Peace with with God yourself and others permeates your life. That's, you know, there's so much there. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I read it, I read a book about authenticity where the, the uh, author was saying he's, he was a counselor for many years. And he actually says in, in his opinion, inauthenticity is at the root of most of the problems of his patients. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah. What was the name of that book? Authenticity? authenticity or authentic, something like that. It has little okay. colored fingerprints all over it. Send me, send uh, me that link. Send me the I name. I can't remember. The, okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You just shared something off camera that I want to revisit. If you'll allow me, I know we've gone over and I will we'll try to make this quick, but uh, you shared that you initially went to a high school in Pennsylvania, which was more of an academic high school. Sports weren't as a big of a thing. And that's East Coast. Yeah. So that's, that's amazing. Uh, But then you, your family moved Mm -hmm. to Houston, Texas. Yes. My dad worked (laughs) for an oil company. Worked for an oil company. Uh, That makes sense. So here you get transplanted. Holy cow. Little Miss Secret Misfit, who actually was more academic. So maybe that was, uh, you know, a little better, but here you get thrust into Texas, which is, you know, 
You tell me in your own words, because it was phenomenal how you described it. Well, first of all, you have to realize it was the middle of 10th grade. Ah. Yeah, the middle. (laughs) So it was end of January, 1980. Oh, Um, gosh. And here I am, this, this, yeah, this little quiet, introverted, non-image focused person getting thrust into Texas. And, And all of a sudden I was in this high school, you know, and... And it's all about the image and you have all these, you know, the drill team, which isn't even, doesn't even exist in Pennsylvania. You have all these drill team girls that always look amazing every single day at school, you know, and you have all the rest of the culture. And it's, it felt to me like it was all about image. And I I was like so far behind that I didn't even know where to start. Yeah. Um, And big, I would think it was a bigger school or no. It was slightly, well, it was becoming bigger. It was it was a brand, brand new school. So okay. actually my, my graduating class was 350 ish. Oh, that's but big. The, the, yeah. But the, the freshman class coming in that year was 700. Oh, wow. So Texas, okay. Texas high schools are massive. Massive. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Massive. And the school districts have more than one high school. It's, it's a completely different way of model organizing mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Um, yeah. So I was very much a fish out of water to begin with. And on top of the fact that I just didn't know how to be cool and didn't want to spend the energy to learn the game. (laughs) But you said a word that you did not repeat here, superficial. And you had made some assumptions. And I thought both of those words just resonated so much to me. And we're going to be talking about both in future podcasts this season because we are wanting to so be at home in our bodies and show up, you know, and be authentic. So. When you said that, I I just think it's very relative to how, you know, high school, and I said earlier in our conversation, you know, that that's high school, but we still have high school mentalities inside of our Christian venues or our Christian worldviews. I mean, we just do, you know, we go in and immediately, I'm not as good a preacher as he is. I don't dress like she dresses. My kids aren't as good as her kids. I mean, this is just what I write a lot about in my second book, Overcoming Hurtful Words. We just bring all of that again then with us if we don't put down that baggage or we don't open the baggage and we don't look through it and we don't make peace with that. I just am very curious, Lisa, how did you move through those next two and a half years of, of high school then? How did you assimilate? Well, I will tell you that like everything else in my life, you know, God took care of me. So mm. I think it was the very first day of school. I mean, I'm in German class at the end of the day. And the teacher asks a question about books. And I bring up this book that I had just read. And this other girl in the class says, oh, I love that book, you know. And so from like, like right there, I right suddenly had there. a connection. And so then she had some friends. And so I quickly Aww. gathered a group of friends that were not as nerdy as me necessarily, but they were not the cool people and not the drill team people and the, you know, the most popular or most likely to succeed and all that stuff that, you know, the people that get noticed, you know, in school. And then there's the rest of us. Yeah. Um, and so the, from the very beginning, God gave me this group of people and we mm. did our own things. Love um, it. Did they become your safe people? Yeah. So they were my safe people, Good. even though. <laughs> Some of them were, I, I, I'm sure they were not people necessarily that my mother would always have have picked. There was this one in particular who she just 
she just was a serial liar. So <laughs> she would always, she would, I guess her mother was kind of pushy or something. So she would always tell her mother she was going place A when she went to place B. Mm-hmm. Um, and every now and then I'd get this phone call from her mother. Is is Annie there? And I'm, oh, I'm, no. I'm not going to lie for her. No, you're not. <laughs> um, but yeah, so, you know, but, but I saw the good. That's one of the things I think my parents taught me. My mother was forever collecting interesting friends. And so from very young, I became comfortable with slightly eccentric people. I love that. And I, I was love just that. okay with everybody else being their un- odd little self. Yes. And, and I was mostly at high school then hanging out with a lot of the people were the drama people, which tend to be a little odd. Yeah, we can be um, odd. Mm-hmm. But I was okay. And they, you know, they mm-hmm. let me they just accepted you. It's really an atmosphere of acceptance. Me. Yeah, right. for so, sure. So that's where one of the places I found acceptance was in that. And then of course, also in the math team and, you know, the, the super nerdy ones, right. Okay. Yeah. By the end of high school, you know, I I was tending to be in this, in classes with the same people over and over because. Right. You were in the, yes. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I love the takeaway from that is God took care of you. He did. He did. That's precious. It really is. And if we, if we can trust him with that, we're coming back to that theme that you and I talked about earlier. If we can trust him, I, I used to say in back in the day, with his superintendence over our life, right? With his wise eye, his thoughts so much higher than ours, his ways so much higher than ours, that maybe a real growth point for us this year will be to meet people who we normally wouldn't maybe think we would be friends with or uh, companions in life with but that God would take our breath away, that he would surprise us with new friendships, with new people in our lives that actually bring us far more joy than we could have ever imagined. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you. Do you want to go deeper in your faith even while you're on the go? No matter how busy the season you're in, Access More has a library of faith-based podcasts to help you grow spiritually. With podcasts from Christian thought leaders such as Christine Kane, Lisa Harper, Taryn Wells, and Bob Goff, you can hear podcasts on religion, culture, family, entertainment, and so much more. Access More gives you a safe space to find inspiring conversations about faith. Start listening today at accessmore.com. Heartlifters, I hope you enjoyed that very candid, beautiful, honest conversation between Lisa and myself. I wonder what you noticed in Lisa's life that she remarked again and again and again that enabled her to continue following her journey towards becoming authentic, towards giving herself permission to be quietly unconventional to be a secret misfit, yet all the while still longing to belong because we're born to belong. My goodness, we're born, we're connected totally to our mothers. So we were always born with this deep, innate need and desire for connection. And so I said earlier in the the conversation, whatever I'm remarking makes me remarkable. And we've looked at that on a negative side, but we're also looking at, at a, on a positive side. And what, 
What did you notice that Lisa remarked again and again in her life that enabled her to keep moving forward, keep her sense of authenticity, a sense of uh, being home in her unique, quietly unconventional self? I'd love to hear your thoughts. So be sure to meet me over on Instagram where we post about the episode when it comes out every Wednesday or over in our private online community, Stronger Every Day, a heartlifting community on Facebook. And our growth points, I think were obvious, both Lisa and mine, to take just out of our vocabulary, that we are not just a wife or just a friend or just this or just that. You see, because each one of us has God's breath inside of us. So we are already remarkable. But many of us have gotten a little spiritual amnesia, perhaps, about our good qualities, our inherent birthright as a child and daughter of God. So I want to ask you this prompt this week as well. How are you perhaps minimizing your self-worth, or maybe magnifying it in a false sense, like I did for so long, to try to get people's approval or to get into the right crowd that I thought were the right people that were going to lead me to do great things. How are you perhaps doing either minimizing or magnifying, trying to make yourself really big and noticed, in order to have that sense of belonging, that sense of purpose, that sense of peace that you're at home in your body. I can't wait to hear from you. And please, please, would you be so kind to leave a review of the podcast? Just go to JanelleRairden.com slash podcast. Go to the bottom of the page. You will see the instructions there for you. They are simple. It's easy to do. But what a massive difference that makes in the world of podcasting. It it gives us an expansion of influence, and that is why I'm here, and I know that's why you're here, part of this community. Until next time. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and resources, please join the Stronger Everyday online community at JanelleRairden.com. Always remember, you, my friend, have value, worth, and dignity.